This is the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast with Corey Shapiro in Divorce News. I saw this interview of Bill Gates on the Today Show that caught my eye. A link to that interview will be in the show notes. He's promoting his book, but I'm not focusing about that, his new book. I'm focusing on the fact that he had about a year anniversary from his divorce, and it seemed he was pretty candid on the show, asking personal questions. And here's some of his comments that he made and my thoughts on them. So first of all, he said that he realized that he grew up together with his wife. He, he has you know three children. They're moving, I think they all moved out of the home. They're older. One even got married recently. And they've been together basically for their majority of their adult lives. And I think he missed that and appreciated that they grew up together and not going to have that, uh, that experience with someone else. He also took a lot of responsibility. He used a lot of I statements. He said, I cause pain. I feel terrible about it. In divorces or in toxic relationship, you hear a lot of you statements. So I don't know who he has been working with, and I'm sure he has been working with people, but he's on the right path. All right. So he also acknowledged that divorce is a hard adjustment. It's sad. It's tragic, but he's moving forward. So I think all of those things were really, really wonderful to hear from someone who's so brilliant, so successful, who's making these mistakes, these short-term mistakes that we all make that have such long-term consequences. So the takeaway of someone as successful and brilliant as Bill Gates is making short-term mistakes that basically blow up his life. If you're doing that, then realize you're in good company because you're human and that's what we do. And we can't be always perfect. Even someone as almost perfect, not perfect, but almost perfect in many ways as Bill Gates and his relationships and his personal life. He has his own issues just like everyone else. All right. So let's move to the question. It comes from Carrie who asks, how do you get what you want in mediation? Well, first of all, let's just explain mediation for listeners who don't understand it or just want to hear my take on it. Uh, But basically, I compare it to two different classes. You got one class you have where someone's taking control away from you and making your own decisions. You know, you're an adult, but you and your spouse can't make up your own decisions. So you need someone to basically be your parent and make a decision for you. And I'm not really value judging that. I'm just telling you that's sort of how it feels when you go to court. Because they're above you, they even sit above you, everything's your honor, you stand up, and that's the way it works. So if you're in court, you're looking for someone to make a decision, but if you're in mediation, you are now on top. You're making your own decisions. The only problem is you have to make decisions that both you and your spouse agree on. And that is a challenge for a lot of people, especially if they're dealing with a spouse who lost their mind, who that's just filling the words, narcissistic, crazy, difficult, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes that's really challenging to do. I also want you to understand different styles. There's different styles of mediation, just like just different styles of parenting and different styles of judges. Judges have different styles. So one style that is very popular is called transformative, or at least a lot of people call it transformative. And in that style, what they're doing and they're doing a lot of different things, but I think what you're going to notice is they really have space in the mediation to process feelings, okay? You have another type of mediation called facilitative, 
And that's a little bit more future focused. Feelings is like the F word. They don't use the F word in this mediation. They're thinking of the future. They don't see how productive it is to process feelings. If you want to process feelings, go to a therapist. This, I'm not a therapist. I'm a divorce mediator. And those are just two different styles. One thing you should know, Carrie, a lot of these mediations, which is so much nicer for some people, is done virtually, which is great. Do you need an attorney? Not necessarily. A lot of people do mediations on their own. People who need attorneys just like to have more support, and that depends. But if you do have an attorney or divorce coach, you can obviously prepare for it beforehand and review it with those people. But in my practice, I either do the mediation sometimes to people, or they just need some prep or review. Okay, so let's get down to how do you get what you want? Well, it starts off like in your divorce. It's like anything. You have to think of your goals. You have to think about what's important to you. Not just what's important to you, like in Bill Gates' situation within the next 10 minutes or 10 hours or 10 weeks, but what's important to you post-divorce. And then you have to understand, what's my budget in achieving that? If Bill Gates was thinking clearly, for example, would he say having an affair is worth the budget? Now, of course, we don't think that way because we're not thinking, but that's really what I want you to do now before you're in the process. Because once you're in the process, then... I expect your thinking to be clouded. You're going to be emotional. It's going to be triggering. It's going to be difficult, or at least more difficult than it is now, where you can think clearly and you know a little bit more constructively about what you need to do in this mediation. The other thing you want to think about is the mediator. And I know you understand now the styles between transformative and facilitative, and that's fine. But you also want to find what I'm going to do, quote unquote, a good mediator. And a good mediator to me means someone who you feel is fair. They're listening to you. You feel comfortable. You don't think they're taking sides. Now, all mediators are trained not to take sides. But a lot of this, even a good mediator, we might be unconsciously biased. You know, we all have our own biases. So maybe your story triggers them in their own way. You don't know what's going on with them. Same thing with judges. Sometimes we say, well, what, what, what should I expect from the judge? It's like, well, what time of day? Is it before lunch, after lunch? Is it on Monday? Is it on Friday afternoon? Are they mad? Are they happy? Who's the case before them? All these things really have an impact. So if you feel comfortable with this mediator and you feel they're being fair and they're listening to you and your spouse feels that, to me, that's a good mediator. Even if they don't necessarily have tremendous experience, maybe even in the field. I think that person has talent as a mediator and the other stuff can come. All right. The other thing I want to leave you with is the time limit. So if you have two people who are protecting the budget, time, money, energy, and emotion, and they're giving mediation a good faith effort, you're going to find out pretty soon, a session, two sessions, three sessions, if this is going to work for you. But if someone's using the mediation process just to manipulate the system, oh, and that does happen then please put a time limit on this and you might have to go to court. You might have to get a decider or maybe arbitration. That's a decider too. So that's where I leave you, Carrie. I hope you do try mediation. In most cases, I think it's a plus plus, a net net. And the alternatives are so expensive. Do One thing I do want you to maybe think about, it's not well known, but I do think there's a movement in something I strongly believe in called MedArb. And that's basically where you have a deadlock divorce and you're concerned the other side is going to manipulate the mediation process, but you want to protect the budget, but you're scared to go right to an arbitration. So what the MedR process does is 
you first start with mediation. But if there's you know pushback and no one's can agree on anything, then instead of going to court, which is so expensive and time consuming, you then have an arbitration, which is much more expedited. You can't do the arbitration on all issues. Can't do it on children issues in most states, at least. But you can do most financial issues, and I do think that is something that I think there needs to be more arbitrations. If people need to decide, or then going to court as the first option. Okay, so you can learn a little bit more about that if you talk to your attorney. Quick announcements: We do have our free weekly newsletter, and the newsletters really we send out our podcast episode, we send out show notes. We sent out occasionally articles and other announcements. Like as you people know, I did my ebook that's on Amazon, but we're moving away from that. And we're just, you know, discussing really the podcast episodes, what's going on. And like, for example, here, you'll have the great show notes of the Bill Gates interview and other thoughts I've had about getting divorced, you know, with difficult people. All right. We leaving with some appreciation. I wish everyone going through a divorce to take the high road. That's what I always tell my clients. Take the high road. I try to take the high road too when I'm dealing with difficult people. But do I always take the high road? No, I'm not perfect. I'm trying to be the best I can be. But sometimes I get triggered and my emotions get better of me. And what I have learned is sometimes the best thing to do is do nothing. And that's hard. Just to stop the train is hard sometimes. I mean, that train's going and you want that last statement. You want that you know, comment. And it's not productive. That's the thing. And the only thing that really has really changed my mindset about it is just thinking about time. You know, is this, is this going to be productive in 10 minutes, in 10 hours, in 10 days, in 10 weeks, in 10 months? And the answer is, of course not. But if you could just even stop at, in the beginning 10% and then 20%, after a while, these divorces could last years, you will be in such a better position. And why do I focus on this so much? Am I trying to be such a good guy? No, not necessarily. The answer is you're trying to get what you want in your divorce. And if you need a decider and you're acting out, the decider is not going to treat you fairly necessarily. You want equity from the court? The court's only going to give you equity necessarily if they think that you are acting appropriately. If you're not acting appropriately, they might not help you. Okay, I don't know if people read that book, Sway, but they did a study, I think it was at MIT, where there was a substitute teacher came in, and then one group of the, of the class gave a handout that said, this uh, professor is like amazing, and you're going to love them. And the other one was not so flattering. And then they did a, a survey after the class, the same, I mean, it's the same class, same teacher, but because they were predisposed, the people that got the really, you know, praising comments about this professor, rated that person excellent, high praise. And the people that got the comments said that, you know, maybe this professor is not so good. They thought that they weren't that great, but we're, we're watching the same person. That's how we are. We are literally just susceptible to all this bias. And that's, there's no difference with the court. So you want to get in there and you want at least the court to give you a fair shot. The only way to do that really is for the court not to have thought about you too much for all those years in pretrial litigation. So that's why we do this. And if you are in a more collaborative, it's only going to help you co-parent with your ex or if you're in Bill Gates' situation to run a foundation together. So it only works to your benefit to take the high road. All right. Thanks for listening. This is Corey Shapiro. Until next time. 